Do we have a podcast name? Do we have a podcast name? No. We did not think <laughs> that. <laughs> that <laughs> we did not think that. Rose Talks. Rose Talks. Rose Talks. Ooh, it's, that, that, that was the name of a club, though. Oh, really? I don't want to. I don't want to steal their flow. Their flow. Um, their flow. Rose Chats. No, it was Rose Chats. It was yeah. Rose, Chats. Rose Chats. I like that one better, to be honest. But that was, no, that was the yeah, name of the club. Oh, that was theirs? Uh, so then we can do Rose Talks. <laughs> Claudia. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we can keep talking. So, Rose Talks. Rose Talks. I, I think I that's like a that. pretty good, a good name. name. Do you want to relate it back to Roosevelt Journalism? Yeah, I mean, we're the ones Raider sponsoring Talk? it, aren't we? Raider Talks. Raider Talks, Raider Talks sounds nice. Yeah. Raider Talks. Okay, so we're Raider Talks. Hi, my name is Claudia. Hi, my name is Chantal. Hi, my name is Iman. Hi, my name is Kenny. Hi, my name is Mary. And, and we're Raider Talks. <laughs> so, I mean, we can just, I mean, we can all say a little bit about ourselves. Just as a general, we're all in journalism. Kenny's editor, so that's, mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, I, I didn't spearhead this, but I kind of spearheaded it. And I was just, we were just like, I mean, I think last year, Rose Journalism wanted to start a podcast and it just never got off the ground. So I kind of wanted to make sure that it actually happened before it actually, I, I just wanted to make sure that it happened because a lot of times people have ideas and then they just don't execute them. So mm-hmm. wanted to execute something. So we're all members of the newspaper. So we kind of wanted to have an, a digital version of it where we could talk about things that are going on in the school and around the world and just we can just talk about it. We don't have to write about it. So, and I'm student life editor. So me, Chantal, and I figured it would be good to have all of our student voices in something where we can talk really casually, rather than having just a simple quote being put in the newspaper. Yeah, that could be misinterpreted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I am doing this podcast because I think it's just important. Yes, to give students a voice and to kind of show our voice, but to also talk about topics from I guess a little bit of a younger perspective I feel like a lot of people have some assumptions about our generation and what we care about and these different things and it's like I want to give more of a voice to that and you know just talk about topics that we need to talk about not only from a school sort of setting but kind of the wider perspective as well sure so I'm opinion editor for the Raider Review and I'm here because well I've got a lot of opinion (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's really important that we talk about what's going on in the news and around us, and especially at Roosevelt, because we've had a lot go on in these past few months. We have yeah. had a lot go on. It's been, it's been crazy. We, <laughs> well, Mary, do you want to introduce yourself before we get in? I, yeah, um, I'm not editor for anything. I mostly write for arts and entertainment or student life, but I was mostly interested in how the mechanics of a podcast work. Because okay. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, podcasts, a lot of times it's just the voice, but mm-hmm. sometimes they have the voice and the video, so they'll upload the voice on a po- on the podcast app or Spotify, and then they'll have the video part come out later. But the video part is kind of, it's not, no. it, it's not as, yeah. it's not really edited, it's just so people could see what the facial expressions look like when they talk. So, back to what Aman was saying, <laughs> Roosevelt has been through been through it. It's been we've, through it. We've gone through it. We, I don't know, it kind of started my freshman year, or was it my sophomore year, when a freshman came and stabbed somebody? Yes, that yeah. was, I was there, that period, that was sophomore year. Yeah. Really? What happened? Yeah, lunchroom. Oh. Yeah, were we in the same period then, that lunch period? Yes. How close were you to it? Um, you know how they're in rows, right? Yeah. I was like a row away, like they moved from the back of the cafeteria to like the row, like 
almost in front of me. Yeah. And so I Yikes. got up and I kind of like bolted in the other direction. <laughs> I noticed something wasn't right about this. Yeah. I was pretty close to it too then because I was like a couple rows away. And I, yeah. The whole thing was just crazy. Did we go on lockdown? No. No. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened and then yeah. you heard about it. It happened. It was like I would, I was at the lunch table and I was just, you know, listening through my earbuds. And then you can usually tell if there's a fight or something going on because you hear like screaming. Yeah. But like for me, I'm listening to earbuds and I just hear screaming. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, <laughs> do I need to run in this direction? Like what is going on? Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, in this day, like you you hear that sort of noise and it's like, okay, what's going on? But no, it's just these two guys and they're, I think they first started yelling at each other. I don't remember. I don't remember super like detail, but like I thought they were just, you know, fighting or whatever. And then he kind of made some stabbing. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you didn't think that that was like, that was what was happening. I was like, oh, he's like punching him. I'm like, that sucks. And then he threw him like on the table and like the table fell or something like that. And then they got pulled away. And then, this is what I hear from other people, so I don't know if this is 100% correct. I'm just hearing what I said. There are some people who said that there was, like, blood on the floor or there something was. like I that. I saw a yeah. video. Okay, so then that was true. And everyone was kind of making a joke about it. Everyone, you know, they were running running towards it. They had a video. They're yeah. like, oh, look at who stabbed this guy. But it was like, I didn't think it was 100% People taking videos funny. of fights is, like, a huge thing. I don't think... I don't like... I don't like that. I never understood I that. didn't understand, like, are you watching it for your own entertainment or just so you can show people that you were there? But, like, is yeah. that a good thing that you but were there? like, I go, like, circle around when fights are happening. Yeah. And they, they ha- like, have you're feeding it. Yeah, yeah like, you're just making it form of, like, entertainment for the... It's really weird as, mm-hmm. and I think the fight thing has just grown like my little cousin he goes to MLK mm-hmm. and he was saying that every single day there's a fight like oh. one or two and it, he's in middle school so and it wasn't like that when I was there but it's just so weird that it's just become so normalized especially in, in this county like every yeah. day there's just a fight and I don't really like that I don't know we should I mean yeah I don't understand like a lot of people say like when you run towards a fight like you're preventing you know people, teachers, whoever, not teachers, but, you know, people who are qualified to break up the fight, you're preventing them from going and actually helping those persons. It's like, I don't really take pleasure in, like, seeing someone get beat up, you know? I think, like, the trend of fights, maybe, maybe there is a trend of fights in, like, PG County or Roosevelt, but that brings up the question, like, should there be conflict prevention, like, more of an emphasis on teaching that? Especially with like so, like a class or like a like an assembly, yeah, some way to teach people how to resolve conflicts without it going to violence. I think teachers do that. I don't know if students do that, but I'm pretty sure teachers do that because teachers like they're not supposed to put their hands on the students anyway. So I think teachers have some type of like some type of class when they're training to become a teacher, Mm -hmm. saying that this is how we resolve conflicts without putting our hands on the student. I don't think students go through that and. I think it would be kind of. I think it would be interesting for students to go through that because the teachers aren't always there. So yeah, and the thing is, with a lot of students, it's like doing a simple assembly isn't going to stop anything because yeah, it's, it's I, so yeah. it's like in student culture kind of thing, you know? Like everyone, oh, there's a fight. Okay, let's go see it. It's like a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. many to watch. So even fighting, even if it's not for the sake of fighting, it's just for fun. People fight all the time, and it's just. It's like the, why they make videos of fight pages. Yeah, fight pages yeah. On Instagram. Like MLK has one actually. Really? My sister showed me because she oh goes there now, and it's just a bunch of videos Yikes. of boys and then just fighting each other in the bathroom, and no one's found out about it. Yeah. It's like for me though. It's like 
I mean, I try to put myself sort of in that situation. I hope I never am. But <laughs> just, I feel like it's sort of embarrassing, especially, like, sometimes with, like, these girl fights, like, it can get pretty wild. Like, mm-hmm. I might pull, like, her hair out, like, her weave out. I remember there yeah. was this one fight, and I think they, like, pulled down her shirt or something, and she... Mm-hmm like flash the whole entire cafeteria and people were making fun of it i'm like no that's kind of embarrassing like yeah, i don't think that's funny like and no. people are recording it obviously and posting it and it's i don't know i just i don't it gives me a bad feeling it like, does it's, give me bad yeah feeling. and when the fights start too i remember that fight it started yeah. based off of food it was like chocolate milk or something they were fighting mm-hmm. about it and it escalated into something larger for no reason what do fights result like why do people get into a fight like at the end of it okay You've been beat up. What yeah, now? what What, what <laughs> did you gain? Like what true. did you gain? It's like an impulse. It's like at the moment kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm very angry. I have my fists. It's like, it's a very automatic thing for some people. But then you hear about the fights and like what they're about. And then they just don't seem worth it. it like if it's a, a fight it. over chocolate exactly. milk, like a fight over <laughs> well, exactly. these PG County meals or like lunch or something. I don't, you know. I'm never fighting over PG County lunch. I would never yeah. fight never. over PG County lunch ever in my life. Ooh. Or it just might be some <laughs> drama, but it's, I you know, I figured the school was big enough that, and this is kind of what I like about Rose too, is that we're big enough that, like, if you have an issue with someone, you don't you really, avoid them. you can avoid them, because the school is large enough, you don't always have classes with everybody, mm-hmm. like, exactly. it's a much larger environment for you to get away from drama in somebody that you don't like. Okay. So, you know, so I, I would think that you would just be able to walk away. I, oh. You would think. I have a good transition, guys. Ooh. Since... We were saying for this podcast, I don't know why I'm looking at the mic. (laughs) We wanted to do kind of a segment about school and then a segment about life in general, about everything about the world. Not just just Rose, but the world. I didn't articulate that well at all. (laughs) But um, kind of segueing from fighting, we can talk about war. Okay. World War Three. World War Three. I did want to segue Twitter. into that. The draft. The draft. <laughs> Two days. Into it was twenty twenty. It was That's so. Sad. It was funny for like one day, and then people started making like jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And like I understand that humor is a coping mechanism for some people. Like, oh, I'm scared that the war is gonna happen, so I'm gonna make jokes about it. But a lot of people make jokes and then they don't realize the implications of it, and I don't like that. Oh, I wanted to say... <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand here. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. Okay, so what I saw a lot on Twitter was two sides. People who were, like, making the jokes about World War Three happening, and they were like, oh, I'm using this as a coping mechanism because I'm worried this is actually going to happen to me. Yeah. And the other side is people who are focusing on what's going to happen to the people in the actual Middle Eastern countries yeah. that the U.S. is going to target. Because no matter what, it's like the government isn't going to let war touch American soil. Yeah. And if anything else, it's going to happen abroad, and the people directly affected are going to be civilians in Middle Eastern exactly. countries. Exactly. And it's like people didn't recognize that and they were just joking about it. I think the whole thing about war, and I think, we're, aren't we going to do a spread about this? Is mm-hmm, People don't spread, recognize yeah. the human cost of it. They yeah. just think war in the general sense and they don't think, hey, when you drop a bomb on somebody, people are going to die. Which I don't, I feel like we should bring the humanity back into war. I was watching an episode of Black Mirror mm-hmm. and it was called Men Against Fire and pretty much these people were killing, these soldiers were killing these really mangled-looking creatures, and they were okay with killing them because they looked really ugly, but it turns out that they put this microchip in their brain to make the enemy look mangled so they were okay with killing them. And then once 
he he started to mess with the microchip. He realized that they, they were real people and they were real civilians that they were killing. And that kind of just made me think about war in general. After watching that episode, I was just like, the other side, even though it's the other side, it's still people. And that just, it kind of sucks. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. And we also have to remember that we're always going to be more similar to those civilians than we are going to be yeah. similar with our government. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Where, who, was that a Oof. quote? I think it was somewhere on Twitter, but it, it made me think about it. It's like, us and our government, though we're so close to each other, we really have little to know. Yeah. Little in common? Yeah, they were saying in common with each other. that you have more in common with the civilians mm-hmm. on the other side yeah. than you do with your own government, mm-hmm. which I, that, I do see that. I do think that makes sense. I mean, I feel like we're very, as Americans, we're very far removed from, again, like the kind of crimes that are happening over there. Yeah. And I saw something on Twitter. I know we keep referencing Twitter. <laughs> sorry. But, sorry. But that is kind of where I get like my, 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 news. my news. I get more news from other places. But I saw something on Twitter and it was like sort of a joke, but it was kind of true about how war is kind of crazy because there's like a disagreement between like six leaders and six people and yeah. it ends up costing everybody, everybody exactly. and, like millions of lives and like again with these memes i know referencing memes but <laughs> you can see how people feel far removed from like our government and people are making jokes like hey like we don't associate ourselves with this government like yeah. why do i have to die because of what trump has done or what this other exactly. politician has done and like yes it's funny it's a joke but like it's it's kind of true like, you can see how people, what you're saying, how people have more in common with the civilians over there than they do with their own government, and how you, I don't know, you feel like you don't want to suffer for someone else's argument, if that exactly. makes sense. It's kind of crazy. That's just, that's my main problem with war. Well, I mean, obviously, it's war. Yeah. Yeah. But just how certain, how the government's arguments will affect everybody, and you, I wouldn't want to die... For something that I'm not involved in, quite honestly. And I understand that, like, patriotism and, you know, I'm going to die for my country. But a lot of the times, it's really the leaders having beef with another leader. Mm-hmm. And then the draft, you get drafted. Thousands and now you of have, people end up you getting have, affected. You get affected because, I mean, I understand, like, even if you, like, I understand you go into the, to the military and you say, I want to die for my country. But the draft, the draft is what scared me for a little bit. For some reason, I thought I was going to get drafted. I don't know why. It's because my brother, like, kept breaking his arms. And I don't know if my, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I thought I was going to be the one in my family that was going to get drafted. So I was really scared of the draft. But now I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get drafted. I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, I really don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to have a third world war. So, like, I kind of have a bigger question, and I know you might be addressing this in your article because I know you're writing about, like, social oh, yeah. media and war. I am writing about... I'm going to plug my article, guys. Tayshaun and I are writing an article about social media and war. So this was, like... That's where that's where the idea came yeah. in my, yeah. my mind. But, like, because I've been thinking about this. Like, okay, if we had a draft in this modern age, yeah, and especially, you know, with social media, people are more vocal. Like, people have more of a voice, and you can kind of express... Again, like if you don't agree with this war yeah. or the things that are happening, you have more of a voice and more of a platform to express yourself yeah. to more people and express that opinion. Do you think that if we had a draft that people would willingly do it? I don't think so. No. And that's a, that's a problem in and of itself because again, like if we god forbid have to be in a situation where we need people to fight to literally 
save our country or something yeah. like that, would people do it? I don't, I don't, what do you mean by would people, do you think people As in like, AWOL? like, what are the legal implications if they don't do it? I mean, like, would people deserve yeah, it's or jail. anything like that? You, yeah. A lot of people, well, didn't Muhammad Ali yep. go to jail for Like, I think back to, like, the Vietnam War where people were more vocal about mm-hmm. it and where people, you know, there were a lot, a lot of people who were dodging the draft. There were a lot of people who did not, they were like, I don't agree with this war. I don't agree with the circumstances. I think I'm just harder. not going to. I think you can't. I mean, we're in the age of social media and yes. technology. So before, you could just go off the grid, and people wouldn't know where you are, and you go AWOL, and that's how you avoid the draft. But now, it's really hard to go off the grid. It's mm-hmm. You have your phone. People are tracking you. You have your location on. People are going to know where you are. So you can't really just go off the grid and go AWOL because if you avoid your draft, the government will find you. There's a way. There's mm-hmm. a way that they'll they find you. They can find you, but wouldn't it be a little easier for them to, or not the government, but the people who are expressing, yeah. that, wouldn't it be a little easier for them to mobilize like people who are against it? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I know what you're trying to say because I was thinking about, I was going to write about this in my article, but <laughs> I was saying that when... In this age, especially in the age of social media, it's a lot easier for people to speak for themselves instead of the government just speaking for them, yeah. saying, this is what all of us think, and we want to go to war. But once we're on social media, we can all speak out individually and say, hey, I don't really agree with this war, and if enough people do it, that might actually influence if what happens in the war. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think social media would have a really big impact when it comes to war in general. But I don't know if that's related to what you were saying. I mean, no, no, it definitely is. Like, I hate to use this logic, but there are some people who are arguing, like, you know, they can't arrest all of us, which, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's, yeah, that's basically what that sounds like, where they're like, they can't arrest all of us, they can't make us all go to the draft. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but... But I feel like people are very much more again more vocal yeah. i feel like with the protests and marches and things that we have i feel like people are less willing to just do what the government says and i feel like we've mm-hmm. established our own voice which in on the one hand it is a good thing like i want people to be able to speak out more and for us to have more of a choice and a decision in our lives and what we want yeah. to do with it but at the same time again if it comes to a situation where we need people to fight to protect all of us yes and we have to have a draft would people like, have that sense of duty where they're like, okay, like, I'm going to have to sacrifice everything in order to fulfill my duty as yeah. a citizen of this country. I don't think so. I've Especially under the leadership that we are under mm-hmm. right now, there are not enough people that are patriots that would say, yeah. hey, I'm going to... With the new president, a lot of people, like, especially, especially the not my president, everything... Especially a lot of people are not identifying with the government. And if you don't identify with the government or the leadership, you're not going to want to die for this country. So I don't think yeah. enough people would want yeah. to do the draft. I just, I think you're right. I yeah. do think you're right. I know the draft isn't about like whether you want to do it or not, but I feel like people would not physically like let their bodies yeah. be drafted. They'd be like, no, I'm just, no, I'm just you're going to have to arrest me. Like, no. Oh, oh, FAFSA. I don't understand that. Yeah. Can you, I don't can you go into it? it? So I'm writing an article about this. Yes. So to be published in the next paper. Take a I look. Your article. Paper. <laughs> I said that. Word. I said that. Word. Um, me and Rebecca are writing it. So. Okay. So basically, likely 
you know, a draft probably isn't going to happen. But in the case that there is, in order to receive federal aid money, like food and aid and everything from the government, you have to, I think it was like a box or something on FAFSA that says you were like applying for selective service. And it just means, yeah. But But the thing is, most people by 18, I believe through mail, already have to apply for selective yeah, service. Yeah, this is something in the mail. Yeah, so you've likely already somehow done it, but in order to receive any sort of aid from the government, you need to do it. That's a scam. That's, that's kind that's of terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's how they get you, man. That's how they get you. And, and that's, that's because, like, student mm-hmm. aid and other things like that, like loans and stuff, used to be linked to, like, um, veterans. Yeah. And they never really stopped that, so... I feel like that's why people are so distrustful of the government because I like I hear this and it's like okay if you're like a 17 year old kid applying to college you don't have money money. to go to college and you just want money to get an education and you end up signing up for a draft like that seems very anti just I don't know (laughs) anti (laughs) anti kids trying to apply to college who don't have the money like the college college in general is just a scam the whole process the whole thing I can't even go into it because we don't even have that much time left. Yeah, that's a whole episode. That's, that's that's that is another episode. We have a lot of things to I have so much yeah. to say about college, but we don't have to go into that. So yes. Apparently, um, the government tries to recruit more for, from, for like the reserve. From, from, low from income, lower income. Lower income. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, that's, they don't have, I mean, I'm not going to say they, but like a lot of other people don't have the opportunity to go to college. And the military gives a great opportunity you go to call you can go to college will give you money for that you'll just serve your time you'll you'll get a good education you'll get experience and you'll get respect and i understand what the pull is but i i feel it's kind of manipulative just to pull from that specific because you're they don't have anything else to do so you're just you're saying we're your only option yeah you're targeting yeah like i understand but it also bothers me because like imagine you're just going to like um a public school but it's in like a predominantly white area and it's rich yeah like i'm used to seeing like rotc and people coming from the military yeah and to think that like that doesn't happen there kind of bothers me a little bit because it's Mm. like you know it doesn't I didn't, I didn't notice that, but so you're like actually right. Like RT- oh, I didn't even realize it. Yeah, I didn't realize that until you it. said that. And I've been in a private school my whole life, and you just made me think. I'm like, have I seen in like an ROTC right. or military group? I'm like, no, I haven't. Schools in this county, I think. Like Cali school and like how they come and they, we do the pull-up mm-hmm. test. Ooh, I forgot about that. Do they do that? I think it's... I do competitions at like predominantly white private schools and like yes. rich public schools, and I never notice if they have like ROTC signs I've or anything ROTC like that. ROTC is a big thing here too. It's big really here big. and big in other schools in the county that yeah. are like hmm. interesting. Very similarly, <laughs> predominantly people of color. So that's something to that's think something about. to think about. Mm-hmm. So. Guys, we're wrapping it up. <laughs> Hi. Well, it's going to be a little shorter today because we just, we're trying to figure everything out. We're trying to figure we're out the sound, video, just to, just to get ourselves situated. But next time we should just come straight in here and we'll be able to talk and we'll have our, our topics set up. But so thank you for listening to thank us slash you. watching us. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, I hope you have had a good safe. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay.